0: The T Health Show, the medical lifestyle show. And this is the T Health Show, and I'm Chris Avon Smith, and with me in the studio, we have, as always, our host with the most. Dr. Mark. Morning, Chris. Are you well? I'm very well this morning, Mark. Thank you so much. It's always good to spend a Wednesday morning with you,
1: looking really good in new black scrubs for a change. You know what? I'm doing training today again for gal, uh, Galderma, so um, we need to wear the corporate outfits. Corporate outfits. Very good. And in studio with us, we also have uh, Prof. Yanni Ferreira Welcome, Prof. Thanks.
2: Pleasure to be
1: here. Um, Prof. Yanni, uh, let me just introduce you You used to be the head of department of optometry at the University of uh, Johannesburg um, You've retired a short while ago um, Retirement suiting you well? Yes, indeed um, Retirement from academic life but I'll continue
2: in private practice and, and now I'm finding time to actually do research Which I always wanted to do You know, if you're in the university And you're heading in a department You're getting so much involved in administrative stuff that you, that you don't really get to the stuff that I like
1: And that's the research side And this is what's going to bring us to our topic today So, <clears throat> this was very interesting We're um, we talking about... R- Vision and the role that it plays in learning and reading. And you call it something very interesting. You don't call it difficulties. You call it frustrations. Please expand on this for us.
2: Sure. Uh, And I'm I'm very strong on the word frustrations because it's too easy to use the word disorders or difficulties. And once we use that word, what you're actually saying to a child, that you are abnormal. You know, I've done thousands of these cases, and it's just amazing when I start with a child to actually say to the child that you're not abnormal. There's a frustration. And, and even a little seven-year-old, You would be amazed that if you say that to a child, how that little face lightens up. And that just made me realize that we're using terms with children. And in the back of their mind, you're actually putting this doubt that there's something wrong with me. I'm abnormal. And particularly, if we now want to label all these children attention deficit.
1: Yes, absolutely, and I think this is one of the problems um, We would have been joined By Dr. Melanie Jacobs And you know what, we, we've had her on the show A couple of times Unfortunately, Melanie yeah. is a little bit Under the weather And Prof, you, you've worked with Melanie For so many years Yeah, and she was the first a first grad student of mine And, and she's um, uh, f- According to me, one of our experts In education, and when I spoke to her Last night, she said to me that you will save us And It is that labeling of a child uh, when we tell them that there's something wrong with them, the behavior of the child changes. To Absolutely. suit the label that they've been given Absolutely
2: And that's tragic So um, I'm really going out And I'm talking as much as I can to different groups And even uh, take invitations to go and speak to teachers at schools To say we need a different perspective uh, It's sad that we do this to children Interesting enough, this has been around all the years but we're now treating it differently. I mean, before the 1990s, there was something like a hiding. If you didn't do your schoolwork well, you got a you hiding. Got, you got a Ab- hiding. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, okay. I think it was hands hands the 90s.
2: The <laughs> okay. I'm not asking for corporal punishment to come back, <laughs> well, but you know what? You took your hiding and you moved on. And since the 1990s, we decided. But that's not on. Now we need a far more psychological approach to deal with children. And I'm saying to you that such a approach is causing more harm because now you're saying to children that you're abnormal. If I'm saying that, if you look at the attention deficit thing, attention deficit is called by the World Health Organization, it's a psychiatric disorder. Yes. So if if you take your we're child, we're talking about
1: ADD or ADHD, both, or both, both of, of them.
2: them, both of them. You know, and and so you know what happens nowadays. If you say something, parents would go to Doctor Google, mm. and Doctor Google would say to him, "Yeah, your child suffers from a psychiatric disorder, and the impact that that is having not just on the child but the whole family." And as we go along, it's made easier. In the 1990, the World Health Organization had an
1: Categorization which they simply call DSM-4 I, I, That was the one that I studied mm. When I was at med school We had DSM-4 Just after I finished I think they brought out the DSM-5 And I think they're already on 8 or 9
2: Well indeed The DSM-5 came right about Approximately 2010 But what's different was that In the DSM-4 To have a child Diagnosed as as attention deficit, there you had to have eight out of twelve so called symptoms, and the entrance rate, uh, age was twelve years. Yeah. Now in twenty ten it's moved. Now you only need four, not more, not eight symptoms to be four. classified. Yeah. And did they move the age as well? Or
1: Indeed, down to seven. Oh and my our- God! So you know, we now really making. Toddlers Absolutely. Um, Psychiatric patients I'm,
2: I'm waiting for that age to go down to five Now you can see why I have to To st- Make sure that I'm sitting still here because I want to jump up and down out of frustration. And and what's happened since then as well, now it became like we've seen with autism, where they'd start talking about spectrums. So it's almost if we want to get children onto this, just get them onto a spectrum. And when we talk about these spectrums, yes, I would say the upper limits of the spectrum may be, well, truly cases. But if if a child presents with two symptoms, now you can put them on a spectrum. The question is, why do you want this child on a spectrum? Why labelled? Yeah, why do we want to label these children?
0: But I mean, it's 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 the whole point of pathologizing absolutely children, and and, and surely we need to move away from <laughs> away from that. So, of, it's, bro, it's, it's now
2: become my
1: my whole last thing is to drive this whole process so to say we, please. We will we will have a lot of these sessions then, because we, you. You know it we we do have a platform In where we can create Awareness so professor let's take a step Back what is it that these Children present with Why why do we label Them um, You 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 mentioned Something uh, pre-show That um, it, When the eyes don't focus Properly but Before we go into the um, Cause Of of the pathology of these conditions What are the symptoms? What do parents look out for? And how can we we say, okay fine Maybe just go and have an, a, a vision test Sure, well you're quite right We're not
2: going to get through this in, in one session Because it's, it's just, there are so many factors in, involved in this whole thing As I said before, it's been around all, always. So the question is, what changed? Just to get just quickly back to the HD, in 1990, only 2% of children were labeled with ADHD. By 2012, that exceeded 10, 12, 13%. We're now going to run closer to 20% for people being labeled ADHD. Then it says to you, it's not genetic. Let's start there.
1: Why? Why? it can 't be genetic because we haven 't had enough generations sure okay,
2: sure okay. genetics don 't change that quickly, so it says to you um. I always say there is a genetic involvement um, As we say in the research, it's not the genotype, it's the phenotype
1: Okay, so would you, do you I'm going to just explain, explain the sure. difference
2: for our listeners? Sure, genotype just simply means that's pure genetics Yeah. But phenotype means it's a genetics with the interaction with the environment And that's the critical part and there and now we're asking how do children interact with the environment and now we're talking about the latest generations, Generation Z and then also Generation Alpha that's started in, in twenty ten. So those kids are already ten years old. So what is changed in their environment that's actually making mobile us? devices. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's all about it's Absolutely. all about mobile devices. Um the the point of focus for vision changed. That's the whole thing.
0: So it's gone from far distance to, close. To, sure. to they sit like I know my my godson sits I, I mean I don't even know what he looks like unless I put a phone in front of his face.
2: Absolutely. Guys it's crazy to see a little babies sitting with cell phones.
0: Two year olds. Mm.
2: Even even younger mm-hmm. than two year olds, Mark. I'm talking babies that's still sitting in a pram that can't even walk yet. Mm. They can probably crawl, but already they start playing on a cell phone. The impact of that is going to be dramatic. So what are we dealing with? It, it's, it's not just the vision. The vision is, is Caused by other things So let's start off by a couple of things The first is the one thing that we've called Physical literacy My whole interest in visual skills Actually started from the world of sport where yes, I was you involved.
1: used to be um, a big rugby man. Weren't you the, the head of the UJ's rugby? No, U Transvaal rugby.
2: I was, I was the president of, of the Golden Lions yes. and I also served on the executive of uh, SA Rugby, it's true. And then also, I've been on the high performance committee of Suscock, the Olympic committee, for 13 years. And there, it went all about visual skills. That was my expertise that I contributed to uh, So I always knew that visual skills is critically important So when we talk vision, it's not just the ability to see clearly It's the skills that help us to survive in our world around us So what we now finding is And therefore they created the world with physical literacy I remember way back in 2002 already I was uh, one of the speakers at the Commonwealth Conference in Manchester When the Commonwealth Games were there and people were standing up and saying, where are we going to get the next David Beckham? Because children is not physical literate.
1: So, that's uh, so with physically, physical literacy, you basically are talking about how we read our world through vision. Yeah, But
2: to be able to do that, we have to develop basic body movements Starting from the head, you know with little babies When they start, it's just the head that can move And then they start moving the shoulders So we're going from central out And because children are sitting now, little babies And not moving around They don't develop that basic critical skills We, we often talk about the first thousand days which is critical in developing Just basic motor skills mm. That's not happening That's the one part, the second
1: one So it's the gross motor skills Absolutely
0: Because I was, I was going to say I, The counter argument that, that I know a lot of parents who do, who do this will say Yes but their fine motor skills are fantastic Because they're working on, sure. on, on the phones And stuff
1: sure. like that But, but gross motor mean, skills is, is it's 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 what's far more important, important. Absolutely. Absolutely. For you to start moving around in your environment Absolutely yeah. 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 And to Survive.
2: You see, but if, I'm, if my gross motor skills are not in place, my fine motor skills are not going to be great. Because those actually form the base of the pyramid. Absolutely. So, and what happens with that is not just vision. It's the whole sensory development.
1: So, Prof, it, it basically sounds as if we are engineering our phenotypes to become weaker and weaker absolutely it's sad but if, it's if we were to survive mm. in the wild um, Our grandfathers would have had a much better chance Of surviving than our children today And that's through our own doing Unfortunately, that's extremely true And guys, I'm
2: not against screens This generation certainly are digital natives But there is a way of dealing with it And so that we can get the good out of it And not not just the bad So, you know, before I can Mm. get to, to vision I say, so I'm getting a child it's not physical, the gross motor is not there. You know, the gross motor means that that child will not be able to sit quietly in a chair because they would slump in a chair, and now you wonder why they're moving around so much because it's not there. The sensory development, which integrates all the different senses, is not in place, and that is critical. I often use a very simple example, which I call the Tupperware model. I don't know whether you guys know this round ball. You know, about the size of a soccer ball yes. yeah. It's
1: plastic and Oh, the it, ones in which we had to put exactly. the, the, the shapes in Exactly And uh, the star and the block Oh, yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Now you've got those holes in Which is a star or a square yeah. Yeah, 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 Or yeah. a triangle or what And then a little oh God, child Today's children don't know what that is No, no you know what happens is they can do that on a on a on a computer on a laptop. Yeah, but so by no using f- my finger, I'm tracking that shape and I'm putting it in stars, goes off and music. But it's not three-dimensional. That's it's my completely, point. Completely two-dimensional. That's my point. And the only sense that you develop there is a finger that actually drags that shape into. Young children would actually feel that. You can shake it. You can hear it. Little kids would even try, Peter's pieces in or their mouth it, yeah. and, mm. and try and mm. taste it can you see there's a whole sensory approach here that absolutely. you develop all this all, all your senses because you're five
0: for senses, yeah. sorry and yeah they pick it up and they bang it against exactly. things and they make the noise yeah. and they throw it and they're getting all those as you say the gross motor skills absolutely
1: going. so
2: now we're getting that integration of senses mm. and what we're now lacking is that integration of senses Okay, so now, why why are we surprised that our children now seems not to be able to concentrate because they can't because the basis of the whole learning and there are people that are saying if you don't physically literate you will never become a liter- uh, let- uh, reading or even numerical literacy. Mm, mm. That's crazy and it's becoming more. Guys, there's another thing which we call visual literacy, and and we're doing it all. Even our generation, if somebody WhatsApp you something, you don't don't say to him, thank you. You use a little... Picture that says um, a thumbs emoji up,
0: yeah, uh,
2: emoji or a smile or thing. Yeah, yeah. So now we've got a new language. Yes, and these children are doing it nowadays. They don't write out words or things, and even us, you now start using these symbols. So, you guys, if you don't know the symbols in a couple of years from oh, now, uh, you,
1: you won't be I able to communicate. I don't understand what my, my nieces and nephews are sending me, and also, just
0: I mean, if they try and type words, oh, spelling I mean, is atrocious. I mean, they, they shorten words. It's it's. What What's it? Uh, in Afrikaans, Straight. WMJ, Vatma Kye. Yeah.
2: yeah, it, yeah.
0: It, you know, that's, it's, it's ridiculous.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, so the sad part is we, before we can get to vision, is why is the vision in, in trouble? Because the things that we need, where vision builds them, the so visual motor integration, what we call it, those things are not in place. And because those things are not in place, there's no way that my vision is going to work efficiently. And what I'm talking about is just simply that if I'm going to start doing close-up things, my eyes need to be gathered comfortable. My eyes need to focus comfortably. And if those two, which we call the convergence, accommodation skills, which is, is neurologically linked, if they're not in place, there's no way that my eyes can track smoothly across the page, which I need to do when I'm reading or writing. And then we surprised that our children is in trouble.
1: And you know what uh, I've said just before on the show, when this happened to me a couple of weeks ago, when I, I I lost one of my cranial nerves and I I started seeing double, my whole life fell apart. It was hmm. I couldn't mm. function. I was incredibly frustrated, incredibly anxious. Sure, um, and. I, I just I, I couldn't carry on with my normal day, I not carry on with my normal day. I didn't want to have a next day.
2: Yeah, and you guys, if these things are not in place, now I can see why children would end up with symptoms of attention deficit, because that's how they actually sending messages to us to say I'm uncomfortable, mm. I can't deal with these things. And that's why I'm saying the wrong thing now is to label this child, because what you're actually saying to him is. Just continue. And it's not just me saying this. And the sad thing is because most of those children are going on medication. With major side effects, those are psychiatric medications. And it's not me, the Center for Disease Control in the United States, which I think is one of the foremost institutions doing research on all these things, mm. has expressed their concern to say it is, it is not good to see how many children are being put onto I'm, medication.
1: I'm, and but why would brother, you... Sorry. Um, you know what, I see it in my practice More and more and more But it's not only Children who's being put exactly. On, on a Ritalin, exactly. Concerta Stratera um, One in every Three to four of My patients That walk into my office Are on, and visa. Guys in their 30s, 40s, sure. uh, ladies in their 50s um, who are on Ritalin and Concerta. What, con- what concerns me, as I said
2: to you earlier on, this has been around all years. What happened now is that even our adults are spending far more time in front of computers. Mm. So our visual systems are going under the same strain. And now it's almost as if these oaks are happy now to say, wow, well, we've missed this person when he was a youngster. So let's now start talking about ad- adult ADHD. It's the same thing. It's the same system that's now battling to cope. And the way that I'm not battling to cope is that concentration is becoming an issue for me, mm. and it's the same thing to deal with. I've seen it more so
1: during the lockdown. Yes, absolutely. So, um, we will get we'll get to that point where where we had the lockdown syndrome that you spoke about yeah. uh, a, a couple of minutes ago. So. Um, Vision. How does how do we form our vision? And maybe if you can just, in layman's terms, explain to us the very complex um, issue of um, the vision and how it focuses yes. through your uh, optical um, nervous sure. system. Because there's a crossover uh, which I think a lot of us do not understand or even know about.
2: Remember, at birth, the visual system is still not developed 100%. So you may see in little babies there, the two eyes may not even seem to be focused together. they run around. So it's only around about the age of two where the right and left eye are actually working together through pathways that's formed from light that goes from the eye with the optic nerve, crossing it, the optic asthma, going round and then... Ending up in the occipital lobe at the back of our mind so, so that we can have two images formed into one.
1: And But that is, and that's where a lot of things go wrong.
2: Well, that's the point now. If I'm now starting to put a young baby's system on a strain, I'm now getting to a point where those two eyes may not develop together. Because of the strain that's caused on that system that's why it's so critical Not to have young babies Even any child under the age of 2 Even getting close to any digital device
1: So Prof, um, we know that we have left and right-handed people You're a lefty um, yourself And you know what, uh, back in the day Lefties were labeled and you were forced to to. Try and write with your right hands, etc., etc. Et um, yeah, yeah but I was just re- going to say they use or yeah. tie hands behind backs yeah. and things like that. And now we we also have left and right eyed people. Sure. So um, sure. go go into that. For Christ, us that a little that a
2: little bit. is a session almost on its own because. Uh, In a sense, through the grace of God, I think I found a way to help these children before I actually myself truly understand why I'm managing to do so. And that all comes down to this whole thing of dominance. We've got eight dominant structures in our bodies, which means there's like a left hand. We've got left or right-handed, it's left or right-footed, left or right ear, the eyes for all means, and then you can divide the brain into three divisions as well. So the moment you have a no, that's interesting.
1: Sorry, we have to go back. (laughs) No, I I, I knew this. You know, I I haven't heard of the three different areas of a brain that's left and right-brained. I know left and right brain. Sure. But that's the left and right, and
2: then it's the front b- frontal, frontal brain b- and the and the, and the uh,
1: midbrain and, and the.
2: At the back and then it's the, the, the top brain and the, and the lower brain. If you in really the brain look stem. at, yeah, if you really look at all these things, yeah, yeah, sure. then you're getting into the brain stem, which is called the reptilian brain, brain. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. which our males are preferring when we're under stress. So say guys, there's so many aspects to this. It's going to be difficult to deal with it in one okay. sense but the whole thing about dominance is to my mind, the critical factor in the end. Because you can change one's hand As they try to change me from being a left-handed By beating me on my hand mm-hmm. Now in Afrikaans, I also can't say my R You know, I bray as we say Yeah. So I got beaten for that as well So I had more hidings than food when I was small <laughs> But the, the critical thing is The critical thing is nobody labeled me And because of that, I just went on and I did my thing and I survived and I collected a couple of academic degrees and things, which means the potential is there. And that's the sad thing, that most mm-hmm. of these, the potential is there, the academic potential. But it doesn't come out because of these frustrations that they have to battle. But what we now created is we now created cross-dominance. And that's the critical thing. Because you can change one 's hand, but you don 't change the other things so no oh,
1: and these are the people that are. Uh, that you can see that can do left and right. They, they left-handed but they, but they do things with their right hand. And uh, For me, it's fascinating because I can't even scratch my ear with my left hand. Mm. You see, that's why always, well, let's start there. There was a PhD
2: not so long ago that showed that people that's ambidextrous are actually left-hand dominant because only our lefties that teach ourselves to work in the right-handed world. Right. You know, guys, and I can see the link back to my involvement with the high-performance in sport because mm. i've picked that up in the high performance athletes that these guys that were ambidextrous who were making brilliant athletes in certain sports and that's what triggered me to start looking at this whole dominance factor
1: I, I i hear what you say because i'm dominant on my left foot um but my right hand um and when i used to I, I played korfball, as sure. you know, prof, and mm. for the guys that played against me, because I'm stronger in my left leg, I they couldn't catch me or they couldn't get away from me because. You were there I was I was sure. on the left hand side of, And I always stood on the left hand side of yeah. my opponents So you can see it started there And so when, that's why I
2: said to myself But if this true in the world of sport What happens in the world of schooling? And wow you can, yeah. and, and that's actually what triggered the whole thing So what we're now sitting Because remember That dominance is established in the first thousand days As they refer to it
1: so your first three years of
2: development It's critical It is absolutely critical Because the brain now actually forms a pathways Linking the dominant left eye To the right hand that you forced me into And that creates indeed A weakness It creates a weakness Because now the brain needs to start sending that messages around Before the message can
1: settle where it, where it needs to end up So, so basically it. you're putting that stimulus from vision on a detour Absolutely, absolutely.
2: So now, and that's why the cross dominance creates so many problems. And that's those kids that gets labelled as dyslexic or attention deficit. Because what happens if my eyes are not working comfortably together? I'm not going to use them. Yeah. Well, what happens is the moment my system goes under strain, then my dominant parts take over let 's start with the brain. I always say we 're whole brain people, so when people say, "Oh sorry, forgive me i 'm a right brain I say, oh, it doesn 't okay. work that way. you 've got a left and a right, and if the system is working comfortably, then the brain will work integrated it 's only when the system goes under stress or strain mm. that you would now function according to your dominance and then you would act as left brain or right brain dominance, and that's going to determine how you respond to a particular situation. The same with the eyes. If my eyes are comfortable together, no problem. But if my system is under strain or stress, then the dominant eye is going to take over. Guys, and this is the fascinating thing. If your left eye dominant, the left eye dominant tracks from right to left. When I'm reading, I'm actually using my right eye, which tracks from left to right, as we in our culture would read. The left eye just keeps coming from one line to the next. But now, when my left eye takes over, when my system gets tired, the right eye, the left eye takes over, and it works from right to left. Now you can understand simply why these children would make problems with their Bs or Ds, or... Any other things where they would write mirror images of letters because it's the left eye taking over, wow. and the crazy thing is, it is a wow because it's the really crazy s- thing is, the moment you take the strain out, yeah. it disappears. Right. It disappears, it gives me goosebumps Every single time I see By simply taking out the strain I can help this kid, and it's gone It's over, it doesn't happen anymore So that's why that dominance thing Is something that, as I said Has probably a session on its own to deal with Guys, and and that's genetic
1: So Prof um, In in a young child Mm. In that first Thousand days Can we determine um, whether it, in of that eight areas, well, let's, sure. let's make it the big five. Uh, um, can we determine left and right dominance already, or is it too soon? Well, well, you can, but what's, but it
2: is difficult, but you don't have to. Because okay. interesting enough, all the dominances actually develop according to dominance, except for the ones that we change. And the one that we do change is the hand. Nobody's going to try and... An, and encourage a kid to kick a ball with his left foot or right foot. He just let him go and the kid would use his normal, which he the prefers. Dominant one, but but remember, the whole thing about left is as old as the ages. I mean, in the, in the middle ages, they said that these people that are left-handed has got the devil in them. Okay. And they were actually burning some of these people. In Latin, the left to uh, the word for left is sinistra.
0: Uh, As in sinister
2: it Exactly Can you see how it gets Ooh. there So can you see how guys It goes back to biblical times And, and I honestly cannot understand So there why you talk about Your right handed man And things like that I don't know why our lefties Has been isolated And there's no reason Under the sun for that In certain cultures In, in, in our African cultures today, it's disrespectful if you would hand something to somebody with your left hand. So I know the Gorgos, and they confirmed it to me, are still hitting children if they see the children as left-handed. So they even force them out of the left hand into Mm. right hand. In certain religions, the left-handed, again. You're not allowed to use your left hand So to answer your question So the only thing we change. Oh it's, it's amazing guys that That's why it's taken over my life and, and <coughs> I had a mom the other day One of these cross dominant kids And she had a baby of oh, Three months No the baby, was, oh, the baby was about ten months old and I said to the, to and she said to me, "But how do I know whether this kid's not also supposed to be left?" I said, "You know what? Because it's not in our frame of reference. What we do is, in your early baby days, when you give the baby the bottle, without thinking, you are putting the bottle in his or her right hand. Mm. When you put a spoon in the hand, you take the spoon and you put, and it, you in put right it in the, hand. the right hand. So
1: we immediately." conform them
2: to us absolutely and that's then what you start doing and I said to this mom you know what go back home take a bottle don't put the bottle in in his right hand put the bottle right in the middle in front of him
1: and see which one one he reaches out to
2: she was barely home when she called me she said she wants to talk to me immediately I said, okay what's that she said the baby picked up the bottle with his left hand there you go yeah. And so that's what unfortunately happened, is that in, in without thinking, we're discouraging cho- left-handed children to lose their diff- use their left hand and to say, now we're starting to build that pathways in the brain. And it creates not abnormality, it creates frustrations. Mm. And remember what I said, it only comes to play when the system is under strain. And we were talking about earlier about this generations. Is the visual system under strain? For sure. Because of the 8, 10, 12 hours they're spending at near work, the system is under strain. Cross dominance factor is going to kick in. These kids are in trouble. To me, it's not rocket science. Because I've been seeing thousands of these cases, and, and, and sometimes it really takes me onto my knees if I see that people travel four, five, six hundred kilometers just to come and see me. The so, important thing for that is that the approach that we're using is working. Otherwise, we would have not had these children filing in mm. to come
1: and be helped. So, Prof, I, I just glanced at my watch, and we've gone through. Two thirds of our program already. Um, we will definitely have to get you back. How do we? How do we empower our parents now to to realize um, more about dominance? And then we we need to touch on what is it that we can do to safely allow children. Um, to use devices, uh, because it I think it's impossible to turn back the clock, um, the sure. clock mm. to where we were when we were three years old, and that was outside. Yeah. Marky, you're so right, because... Uh
2: the fact is we need to look at devices in preschool years because if the child now gets to grade R, he's already in trouble and that's why you start getting reading and learning problems even from grade mm. R. So it's this critical thousand days and even a little bit beyond that which is so important how the visual system and not just the visual system as a set of totally sensory system and, and gross motor systems develops. Uh, there are guys that saying you're not allowed to use Give children devices uh, before the age of 10. It doesn't make sense.
0: Can't, because not in in this digital world. I mean, because you you would then disadvantage that child. Uh, Absolutely.
2: No, you see, that's why I'm saying it. So I agree with you guys. Let's be realistic. Mm. Okay. As I said, there's no reason under the sun to have a child on a device before the age of two. Right. Because it's so critical that we have the other sensory systems and integrations and physical literacy developments that we don't want to back down on that. There was going to be no... Backlog, or I'm not going to be behind other children if I only start getting exposed to devices after the age of two. Perf,
1: I'm, I'm going to ask a simple question, uh, um. and to me, this, in my mind, it makes perfect sense. Why do we then have programs that for b- babies on? On smart devices because they, uh, you know, and people make money out of it. Well, that's why, why I think you've answered your question. Why, your question. But certainly, um, if we know or have, uh, are we not aware of the damage? I know that you're doing the study on this. Is this not widely known yet? Guys, it's not just in
2: my profession, money drives the world. Sure. And that's the sad thing. Even with the medications in, in ADHD, as I said earlier on, the Center for Disease Control in the United States raised the major concern because that medication thing in the United States now exceeds $30 billion a year. So the sad thing is, worst-case scenario is people doing it for money. And even these so-called things. And, well, guys, if you look at any ad on, on 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 TV or wherever, where they actually say to you, if you don't have this thing, you're in trouble. You need to have this. This particular item or whatever it is So marketing driven is to get people to buy their things Mm. And sadly with the same with these so-called educational programs The sad thing is unfortunately It's not as much as for the education It's for that people wants to make money out of it And then sadly we don't consider the person on the other side It's what impact it would have on them So Uh, actually
1: we are just being bad parents I'm not sure whether Thinking we that we are doing our child a favour by giving them a, a head start.
2: Quite what. Right. Quite right But we're not bad parents We've been influenced Influenced by mm-hmm. the environment To why? actually say to us You know if you do these things You're a good parent So peer, parents by all means Who wants to do things To help their children Get but them they get, outside But they now get misguided By all these things That they get exposed to To say your child Have to have these things And they need to have to do All these things uh, Before the age of two or three mm-hmm. We need to have a complete Can you see why I'm saying we're talking about a complete different Perspective Yeah, that we need to Say to parents you know what and I'm saying That when I give talks on this to Say you know what you're not giving your child An advantage sadly you're giving your Child a disadvantage
0: I mean It goes back to the very Foundation of, of stuff Do you know nowadays everything is sanitized And washed and cleaned yes even in The place sand in, yeah. even the Place in our days we went outside And literally ate worms sure When we, we were kids sure. we we touched everything We drank from the garden hose We did all of that sort of And
2: so we develop our immune system exactly, to become strong
0: Exactly
1: And this is the same sort of thing that we, we sure. talk about We are about. engineering ourselves weaker and weaker It's like <laughs> <again, big> <laughs> That pheno phenotype mm. that, that you spoke of mm. um, We are engineering our environment to weaken us
2: Mark, you see why I said yes when you asked me to come? Thank because you, we need, we need to get <laughs> we need to get a different perspective on this and to say we're not winning, we're losing. Mm. I actually wrote something which I've called we're actually losing when we think we're winning. And, and that's the whole thing How to deal with this whole devices So to answer your question more specifically No devices before the age of 2 And after that guys Maximum three 20 minute sessions per, per day. day Per day yeah. but and Until
1: what age would you keep that limit Or is that the limit that you will put Until they get to grade R
2: Indeed Indeed Because there's no reason why they should spend so much time on those things. Mm. And then you can also control the kind of content which they spend on those 20 minutes. Then you're getting your child in. Uh,
1: And the distance... Um, you know, what I know as an adult, uh, and I don't know um, from exactly w- no. w- what age, um, and this is, again, my dear friend Dr. Melanie Jacobs and your mm-hmm. dear friend Dr. Jacobs uh, mentioned t- to me 40 centimeters. 40 centimeters sure. is the comfortable distance in which our eyes focus um, easily and naturally sure you see
2: and, and those are two signs of the coin we haven't even got to that which refers back to the lockdown syndrome and that is the one is my system goes under strain and then i'm battling with learning and reading frustrations the other thing is that if we're spending so much time at near our system and children are not using 40 centimeters they're getting into 1020 Mm. you'll see how close those little devices come to the face Mm. so what we're now doing is we're getting an over excessive Focusing. And so now my system is focusing, the lens is focused near, and when I need to look up, that I lens can't see. needs to relax. Now the lens is not relaxing 100%. Mm. So what happens? Children and. Exactly. Which we call near point induced transient myopia. It sounds wow. terrible, but what it says, because I'm spending so much time near, if you are now look up far, I can't see. And now I have to wait for my system to relax so that I can I see had far. That it's the, it's I told you these things are not
1: new. It was mm. been there I, all the yeah, time. I had it at varsity. I had to look over my glasses um, at at what was happening in the front. And we sat in the sure. big auditoriums. Yeah. Um, we didn't have small little lecture rooms. Mm. Yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't focus on, on the boards or on the projectors, yes, but right. I could see in front of me. So was, I, I mm. moved my glasses. I was like one of these old ladies yeah, in, in the um, you know, it... And and you also see
0: it with people who've been on a de- on a device. And it takes a while for them, they look exactly. blank exactly. for a while until suddenly, the, obviously, the world comes back sure.
2: into focus. You see, now the sad part is there. Sometimes the world do not come back into mm. focus. And what we've done previously, and even my profession, I'm asking, we need to look for a different perspective. Uh, because then they would give you glasses to Multiple look for. Well, and well, if we're talking in children, Or We'll come to multifocals later But the fact is that I can't see far Mm. And and again, that's the symptom Why am I battling to see far? Because of the strain that I'm getting near So if we control the near point strain My distant vision remains intact But what happens is Now we correct you to see far And six months later Because you're wearing those glasses The strain has increased again So you have to have new glasses And made stronger and stronger and stronger Mm. And that's where the thing is. So that's the other side of the coin. Kids don't read and well, the learning and reading guys, because they get out of the task. The system says it's not fun. The guys that stay in the task lose their distant vision. It's two sides of the same coin. And it's all coming down, how do we maintain and rule this thing? Guys, I've seen two-year-olds now last year in the lockdown turning squint. Mm. And that's a so difficult they were, squint.
1: they had perfect vision and then you know what Mummy and daddy didn't want the screaming children exactly. around them so put them on a exactly. device yeah. and you know what create little one eyes looking at you the other eyes looking and that's for a, you
2: absolutely and again so when i started getting this i also went into research yeah and it's been confirmed again it's called a, a terrible thing it's called a quite acute combatant Esotopia. It sounds terrible, What it just says <laughs> that oh I, God. yeah, well, for, we sometimes have this
1: ability, we have this ability to have these terrible tones yeah. For you, those of you who don't understand medical nomenclature, um, Prof. Yanni will explain <laughs> that to us yeah. no, all <laughs> next <it> means, week. <laughs> yeah, But all it just says that it's an
2: eye tuning in, mm. which is there's no explanation for. Okay, and that's terrible to get that eye actually focusing, and then said the other thing that intermittent, mm-hmm. that um, and I'm sorry, you're quite right. I'm getting it in adults as well because mm-hmm. they also now spending when sitting at home far more, and what I they know. would complain about is that they seem to be good in the beginning of the day, but towards the end of yes. the day, they can't see the TV or they. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, that Night hundred percent true. Night driving. <laughs> exactly. Band, yeah. now, you see now again the. The thing is not to correct the distance vision because that's the symptom. The cause is of the n- amount of time that I'm spending near. So, so you see. should actually correct the close vision. Reduce the
1: strain at near. If you reduce the strain see, at but near, but prof, then immediately you know what? We're looking at our optometrists, and our optometrists are getting it wrong.
2: Uh, I'm not going to comment on that one, but <laughs> I'll just said i, I, I just said to you, we need a different perspective. Mm, okay. We need a
1: different well, perspective. this this is, uh, uh, I, very few times has the hour gone past so, so quickly. quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, see, even you had to look at your watch, um, <laughs> Prof. It was it was wonderful having you here. But sometimes. We need to. We need to take this further. Um, yeah, I feel we've got a great overview,
0: sort
1: so uh, yes. of a the start
2: of the journey. just the start. Yeah. So you're right, guys. We didn't get into the small detail. Mm.
1: Yeah. Okay. <whistles> Lastly, um, let's recap vision. Is formed by laying down pathways between the eyes and the brain We can affect that by either causing strain on on the eye Or by changing um, the pathway and that we reroute it Particularly at the very early age So the first thousand days, the first Mm. three years No Devices, no mobile phones, let them play with your keys, um, get them those little rattles that we mm-hmm. used to have or put a, a mobile and when I talk mobile sure. those round things sure. with animals on. That's what you yeah. that you'd stimulate children with today. Otherwise take them out of a pram and put them on the grass. Um, it's incredibly mm-hmm. important that's for tactile. sensory oh. mm. development um, Sensory as in touch I think that's what touch. Melanie was
0: saying the other day as well yes. Exactly that
1: So, And Prof, then we carry on from the 30, uh, Three 20 minute sessions um, mm. At a correct distance So for a baby an arm's length At least, maybe yeah. a little bit more yeah, we call,
2: yeah I would say for a little baby Well, at their arm's length I mean, we call what we call a harmon's distance You know, that's from your, chest, your, your fist to your elbow Because in the old days they would say a ruler distance Okay But we different sizes So it doesn't But yeah, the important thing is It needs to be at a comfortable distance And definitely not closer
1: yeah. Okay And then um, d- Determine from a young age um, dominance in children And do not change The dominance yeah. So it's as easy as that um, I know that they did this for, for for the kids or the parents Who don't know what the avatar is um, The avatar Was chosen by Putting objects in front of him On the floor And he had to pick up certain yeah. objects mm. And look. take a look At which hand Um Picks up objects And you know The one that reaches out That's the dominant hand And that can change Like with me It's right handed But left footed But I mean It was amazing Your
0: bottle story The story of of the baby Which hand does the baby Grab the bottle with And 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 then work with that Allow that to happen
2: yeah. Because there's no doubt Sorry guys I just want to say that There's no doubt That people are still Moved out of the left hand If you look at this Big, big research Big numbers 9.4% of people Are left handed cool. but, but it should be 50% you, Well, you know in, If you think nature You're right, Mark But it's not that But if you then look At eye dominance eye dominance Is 33.4%
0: of left, of left dominance.
2: Left eye dominance. Wow. So now you start getting closer to the 50-50, which you've just been referring to. But can you now see that we're talking about more than three, three out of ten people are sitting in the situation that they were supposed to be left-handed, but and only nine f- of percent of us ended up still being left-handed. And that's why with what we're now seeing in our society nowadays, that's why we're seeing these things. So I'm not
1: surprised to see it. Okay. Prof. If we have people who listen to the show, um, you know what? It's always easy to get hold of us at the T Clinic or at, by Dr. Mark. Mm. Um, you know what? It's on the website. But how do we get hold um, of someone like yourself, or who do we contact if we, as parents, think, um, you know what? I, my child might have a problem okay
2: you i 'm quite happy to give my email address i, com, I communicate with Great. a lot of people and my email address is just simply yaninni ferrera four double six uh, gmail com
1: so we will ask our um, uh, producer dante um, to to put it on onto the site. Um, it will oh. also go out on social media when um, we, we post the photos of this morning's uh, show Prof, um, thank you I know that you came all the way from Heart to um, mm. So you had to leave very early this morning uh, Please say thank you to Lynette um, I, do. I, I do apologize And then, um, we haven't mentioned Alice Morning Alice, it was Hello, your 40th Alice. birthday yesterday Oh, happy birthday And um, it's International Nurses Day. So oh, and okay. I have one of the most special nurses in my office. Uh, Sister Elise, uh, I know that at the moment you're not feeling great. Um you know that you are a special person like all the other nurses out there. We as medical practitioners cannot do what we do without you Thank you for your service to the communities Uh, Have a beautiful day And um, next week we are back And we are talking uh, sexual revolution again I love the uh, sexual shows So yes, can't wait for it (laughs) Guys,
0: thank you so much Uh, Prof. Yanni and Mark Lovely to speak to you We'll chat again soon Have a good one Great to be here Thank you Cheers everybody this has been the T Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Avon Smith, sponsored by The T Clinic. For more information, contact admin at thetclinic.com.